I'm Mallory King, certified trainer and sports nutritionist and creator of the Fit Life Academy brand. After losing 100 pounds, I became obsessed with helping women finally reach their goals through evidence-backed nutrition and brain-based tools. My life's mission is helping you discover that creating food freedom and falling in love with fitness are the greatest acts of self-care. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, and I know you're ready to say yes to your new life of joy, pleasure, and peace. So let's begin. Hello, fit friends. Wow, do I have an episode in store for you today. This one shouldn't be too long. I know the last few episodes have been pretty long. This one should be short and sweet. I have something to explain to you because I posted a video on my Instagram last week. It was a progress comparison from about a year ago to now. And that video, that reel has absolutely taken off. You guys are amazing. I love you so much. It's the video is over 2 million views. I've gotten like 10,000 new followers. We're at 90,000 followers now. It's truly baffling to me. I don't understand why so many of you want to follow me. It's really, truly amazing. And I just want you to know that this video, like the progress that you see, like my account, all of it, it's there's nothing spectacular about me. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing unique about me. All of these things, like the weight loss journey, the business, anything at all that you might feel inspired by from me, I want you to know that you can do this shit too. I am no different than you. There's nothing different about me than you. I'm just an ordinary girl. And when I put my mind to something, I make shit happen. So that's the only special thing, I guess, that you might find from me is that, you know, it's it's inspiring, hopefully, for you to see that when you put your mind to something, you can create the exact same results in your life. So I'm really glad that that video resonated with so many of you. And I think that the reason why it did take off, which I truly did not expect it to at all, I've been really baffled by the results with that video, but I think the reason why it gained so much traction is because I shared in that video that the first video that showed me a year ago versus the one that's my current physique is only a 10 pound difference. And in that video caption, I talked about what body recomposition is, which is exactly what I've been following or the process that I've been following to see these results in the last year. So it seemed to blow all of your minds that the scale difference between those two videos is only 10 pounds. Yes, truly, like I've only dropped 10 pounds since having my daughter, technically 15. The first time I weighed myself, which was I think like three or four days after delivering my daughter, um, I was 181 and today I'm 168. So a little bit over 10 pounds, but I'm giving a couple of pounds of leeway considering it was a few days after giving birth, a lot of changes still happening in my body. And so a few weeks after, like a few weeks postpartum, I was down to about 178 and that's where you see the 10 pound difference. So what's interesting is that I stopped weighing myself um, about six months ago because I was getting really frustrated with the scale. It was honestly pissing me the frick off. In <laughs> um, this past year, I have not been like tracking my calories, tracking my macros. I only started doing that about four weeks ago 
I am on a cut right now, which the last podcast that I put out talked all about what cutting is. It's a weight loss strategy. It's We dive deep into that in the last episode. We also talk about bulking. So body recomposition is this really fun process that's in between the two. And that's what we're going to talk about today in this video. That's what I've been doing for the last year. And like I said, I haven't been tracking throughout this process, but for me, I have so much experience with tracking. I've did it for so long that I'm able to replicate my diet. This is also something that I talked about in the last podcast. I'm able to replicate my diet to what it needs to look like to be in a calorie deficit or basically just tweak my diet however I want to, to accommodate whatever goal I'm working towards. So I have that experience and that knowledge to be able to do that. If you are new to tracking, you've never tracked before, you don't have a lot of experience, that's definitely something to keep in mind. I just wanted to share that as the reason why I was able to see these results without tracking. It certainly comes down to still what we're going to talk about today, the process of being able to lose weight, lose fat, build muscle, all of those things. I still had to put my, my body and my nutrition and my exercise still had to be structured in a way to fit those goals, but I did not track over the last year. And like I said, I stopped weighing myself too, because I knew that I was doing what I needed to do to see the results. Right. And that's why I was getting so frustrated six months ago with the scale, because I did expect to see more changes on the scale throughout this body recomposition process. I gained about 50 pounds in my pregnancy with my daughter who is now 16 months old. So I was expecting to see <laughs> at least more than 10 pounds of a difference on the scale over the past year. I've definitely, like I'm sitting at 168 right now. I was prior to this pregnancy sitting around 138. So seeing that much of a difference on the scale has definitely like or not much of a difference has definitely been surprising for me as well as clearly very surprising for you all too so i want to talk about why that is like how did i see such big changes in my physique but not a big change on the scale because you all are like what the hell is this magic and it's not magic <laughs> body recomposition is a process in which you are building muscle and losing fat at a similar rate so that's why you're not going to see a substantial change on the scale if any because if you're building muscle at the same rate that you're losing fat clearly the scale is not going to change right you're putting on mass so say you put on five pounds of muscle in three months and you lose five pounds of fat in three months. The scale is not going to change, but your body fat percent will drop. Your physique will look a little bit different. Um, another example too, though, is what happened with me. Say you build 10 pounds of muscle in three months and you lose 20 pounds of fat. Well, you're going to see a 10 pound difference on the scale, right? But you're going to see a significant change in your physique. You put on 10 pounds of muscle and you dropped 20 pounds of fat from your frame. So although the scale is showing just a 10 pound difference, you still dropped 20 pounds of fat from your frame. And there's a common misconception in the fitness and weight loss world that muscle weighs more than fat. And that's not the case. A pound of muscle is the same as a pound of fat. It's the same weight. However, the reason why this misconception is, is because muscle is actually denser than fat, which means it takes up less space than fat. So when you have 10 pounds of muscle on your frame, 
it's going to take up less space than the 10 pounds of fat. So for me, over the last year, this is an estimation. Um, you can get an accurate reading of your body fat percent by going in and getting a DEXA scan done. You can Google uh, DEXA scan and you'll be able to look up the website. You'll be able to find a location near you and you can actually get a scan done. It's usually around $100 to $150 to get a scan done to know exactly how much body fat you have on your frame. So you'll know exactly how much lean body mass, which is muscle, and exactly how much fat tissue is on your frame. I have done DEXA scans in the past, but I have not done a DEXA scan in the last year. So this is all an estimation from me. And again, just based on like my experience of doing this for a long time, but I'm estimating based on the fact that I'm seeing a 10 pound scale difference, but my physique looks so different, which what likely happened was that I put on say 15 pounds of muscle and dropped 25 pounds of fat, right? When I look at those, those photos or those videos and compare the progress, that's what likely occurred for me. And again, you can go get a scan done. If you're like wanting to start this process, go get a scan done now, get another scan done in six months to a year. And you can actually measure the progress that you see. And this is especially helpful if you are being frustrated with the scale like I was, maybe I should have gone and get a, got a DEXA scan, but I, um, I knew that what I was doing, I was on the right track. I was, you know, doing everything that I needed to do in regards to my nutrition in regards to my training. Like I said, I just got frustrated with the scales. Like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to stop weighing myself. It's really not serving a positive purpose in my life right now. Like I'm not seeing changes on the scale and I am seeing changes outside of the scale, right? Like my fit, the fit of my clothes, the putting pictures side by side from a couple months apart. So I decided to take a break from the scale. I think six months ago when I decided that I was down like five pounds. So yeah, really frustrating. But anyways, in the last six months, I've lost another five pounds off of the scale, right? But again, likely what has occurred is I've gained like whatever, 10 pounds of muscle and lost 15 pounds of fat, whatever it is. So how the hell did this happen? How do you do this, right? I would love to teach you. And I wanna say that it might sound like body recomposition. You're like, wow, this sounds too good to be true. Like, why haven't I heard about this before? How do I do this? <laughs> um, well, I wanna say that it's not for everybody. There's definitely certain people that it's more beneficial for. It is easier to do for certain people. And I'm gonna explain exactly who it's for, exactly who it's not for. And yeah, let's go from there. So the first thing I want to start with is that the benefit, one benefit to body recomposition is that you get to eat more. So you're either going to be eating at maintenance or you're going to be in a very small calorie deficit. This is in comparison to if you were doing like a traditional cut. Again, we talked about cutting and bulking in the last episode. So I would definitely go take a listen to that before you finish this one. But in a traditional cut, you're going to be in a moderate to aggressive calorie deficit. So usually you're eating like 500, well, anywhere from 300 to like 700 calorie deficit per day. So for a lot of women, that's usually between 1400 to 2000 calories per day. 
And the benefit to body recomposition is you can eat more, right? So that's obviously, again, you're like, wow, this sounds too good to be true. <laughs> so we'll get into if this will work for you. Um, but with the body recomposition process, it's important to be eating enough because you need to be in a place where you can put on that muscle, right? You can build that muscle. So being in an aggressive calorie deficit is going to make it more difficult to build muscle. And this is why I think a lot of men tend to have more success with body recomposition than women do because women are more conditioned. They believe that they need to, to lose weight. They need to drastically reduce their calorie intake, right? Like eat as little as possible. We see so many women that are trying to eat like 1200 calories a day to be able to lose weight. And that is typically way too low for a woman to be even in a moderate calorie deficit. I've talked about this in a few different podcast episodes, but our philosophy at FitLife Academy is you wanna be eating as much as possible while seeing the results that you wanna see. And a lot of dieters, especially women, go into a diet trying to eat as little as possible to be able to see maximum results. But the problem is, is although on paper, it seems optimal, right, to restrict your calories to as little as possible, most of the time, dieters are not able to stick to that for more than a couple of weeks, maybe a few months, because it's very restrictive, it's very regressive, it's hard to stick to, you're gonna experience a lot of hunger, you're obviously experiencing a lot of restriction around your food and your calorie intake, so you're increasing your likelihood of having binge episodes, you're increasing your likelihood of having like a shit day where you fuck up, you overeat, and then for a lot of dieters in that scenario, they get really discouraged and they end up giving up. That's why you see a high failure rate with really aggressive, unnecessarily restrictive diets like keto, Whole30, stuff like that, where there's unnecessary restriction that's not practical for the general population. The key to body recomposition is to be eating either at maintenance or in a very small calorie deficit while consuming adequate protein to be able to build muscle. That is the nutrition aspect of body recomposition. You have to be eating enough calories and protein. There is definitely a sweet spot with body recomposition. And again, like I said, most women are trying to eat too little to be able to see results. And especially with protein, they're eating too little. So when they're in a weight loss phase, they're losing both fat tissue and muscle tissue, but they're also unable to sustain that calorie deficit to be able to see substantial results. So if you want to be able to do what you saw in that video with the progress comparison, if you want to be able to see those results, you do need to be eating enough. That's absolutely imperative. And again, that's what I've done the last year with my diet is I was eating around maintenance some days in a calorie deficit. I was not tracking, like I said, I can pretty much eyeball an ounce of chicken from outer space. If you know where that reference from, I love you, let's be best friends. <laughs> but I um, don't really need to track anymore to know what my diet needs to look like. But for most people, they do need to track and know what intake they should be at to be able to be either maintaining or in a small calorie deficit, which you can simply just Google a free macro calculator to be able to figure out those numbers. We do also have a calculator in the FitLife Academy portal in our macro course to find out those numbers as well as the necessary protein goal to be able to see these results. The next part of a body recomposition process is your training. So the 
part, this part is also something that a lot of dieters, especially women, get wrong. A lot of dieters, especially women, when they're trying to get leaner, get fitter, lose weight, they are doing a lot of cardiovascular exercise. And if they are strength training or doing resistance training, a lot of the times we're seeing people program hopping. A lot of clients that come into Fit Life Academy have been doing either different workout plans for like the last six months, they've been hopping around to different apps, different trainers that they're working with, or they've just been going into the gym and just kind of like doing whatever they wanna do. Maybe they saw um, a reel from their favorite fitness influencer, they shared a workout, so they go in and they follow that, right? The problem is, is that there's no structure in the workout. And most importantly, there's not progressive overload in the training. So what is progressive overload? Because progressive overload is absolutely imperative to this body recomposition process. This is exactly how I was able to see the results over the last year, along with that nutrition piece, eating enough calories and consuming enough protein. The training and the progressive overload is the second key piece of body recomposition. Progressive overload, simply put, just means that the volume that you're utilizing in your training is increasing over time. So what your volume is in your training is your reps times your sets times the weight that you use. That's all it is. You multiply reps, sets, and weight. So we at Fit Life Academy use an app called the uh, Strong Workout Tracker. It's a free app on iOS and Android. You can um, upgrade to premium, but you certainly don't have to. The free version works perfectly fine. We have our members utilize this app for tracking the Fit Life Academy workouts because it's actually going to record your volume for you. So you just put in your workouts, you put in the sets, reps, and weight that you did, which in Fit Life Academy, we prescribe your sets and reps for you. And then we teach you how to figure out what weight you should be using. And you put that information in to the app every time you train, and it's going to give you your total volume for that workout. What needs to happen for progressive overload is that number, that amount of volume needs to increase over time. So it doesn't have to increase every single week. It does not need to be perfect. Nothing in life is a linear progression. Totally okay if you do not add weight every week to your workouts, if you do not add reps every week, but over time, consistently, it needs to increase. And that's exactly what I've done over the last year with my training. I follow the Fit Life Academy workouts myself. I'm doing the gym program. We have a home program, a gym program, and then we also have a beginner program that people new to Fit Life Academy can start with if they're new to resistance or strength training. They can start with our beginner program before moving into our gym or workout plan. We update our workouts every single month. So that, that's another important key piece of progressive overload. You need to stay consistent with the same workouts. This is a problem I see so often on Instagram is other influencers are sharing their workouts and their followers just are following these random workouts. They're not following a structured plan. You need to be consistently doing the same workouts for four to six weeks and adding that volume, right? So the first week you go in into your workout plan, you know, you do your workouts, whatever, record the sets, reps, and weight that you used, right? Well, throughout those four to six weeks of doing the same workouts, the goal is to add a little bit more volume each time. So you can add a couple more reps, add five pounds to the bar, 
add an extra set. Again, in Fit Life Academy, we outline exactly how to do progressive overload, but that's just a simple explanation of how you will ensure that you are progressively overloading those muscles because your muscles need a reason to be able to, when you're working out, you're damaging your muscles, right? When you're done with your workout, the rest of the day, your sleep at night, you're repairing those muscles. If you are progressively putting more strain on those muscles, it's giving the muscles a signal of, hey, we need to grow. <laughs> this body needs more of us. <laughs> they need us to be able to perform, right? So when you are resting and repairing those muscles, that's when it's signaled for growth. So the eating enough calories, the protein goal, and the progression in the workouts is absolutely imperative to be able to see body composition results. And it really is quite simple. Hopefully the way that I'm explaining this is not complicated because really that's all it takes. And it is quite simple. It is just a matter of finding that sweet spot with your nutrition. So that's definitely the biggest thing that people get hung up on is am I eating enough or am I eating too little? It is finding that sweet spot in your nutrition but the training aspect, it's very simple on paper, right? Like just keep adding weight, just keep adding reps, just keep adding set, sets. It's very simple on paper, but obviously it takes commitment. It takes consistently going to the gym week in and week out. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. There's some weeks where I'm off of the gym, like over the holidays, it's, it's mid-January now. Over the holidays, I think I missed like two weeks in December because I was sick. We had the holidays. We had people in town. Shit's going to come up, right? It does not have to be perfect. But I will say that out of the last 52 weeks that you see that that progress comparison and those those videos, out of those 52 weeks, I was in the gym probably 48 of the 52. Consistency is absolutely key. And if I look at the volume that I was training at when I got back into the gym from postpartum, from after delivering my daughter, if I look at that volume versus the volume that I'm training at now, there's a huge jump in the volume that I'm training at now right? The squats, the deadlifts, the hip thrusts, the overhead press, the bench press, the rows. I'm using heavier weights. I'm doing higher reps, doing more sets. The volume has increased substantially over time. That's what's allowed me to build this muscle over the last year. And the nutrition aspect has allowed me to lose the fat. So again, you are probably thinking this is way too fucking good to be true, Mallory. There's no way. How do I do this? <laughs> um, it really is that simple, truly. I will say that there are some people that it's not really meant for. So let's start with who is perfect for body recomposition. So somebody that's perfect for body recomposition would be an overweight individual who does not have a lot of experience with strength training. Once you become a seasoned lifter, it gets a lot more difficult to put on muscle. So if you are a newbie in the gym, if you are new to strength training, or if you have um, a high level of body fat, so I would say over 35% body fat, it's gonna be pretty easy for you to build muscle and lose fat at the same time. So if you are new to strength training, this is the time, baby. Take in those newbie muscle gains while you can. For me, the reason why I was able to see such substantial muscle growth in the last year is because I'm considered a detrained individual, or at least when I came back to training postpartum, I was considered a detrained individual. A lot of the muscle that I have built over the last year was muscle that I previously had and lost during pregnancy. So when I got back into the gym after pregnancy, 
and I've been consistently training for the last year, that allowed me to put that muscle back on. So I'm certainly getting to a point in my journey where it's going to get a little bit more difficult for me to put on that muscle mass. It is gonna require me to start eating very close to maintenance, if not at maintenance. It gets harder as you prolong the process of body recomposition to be able to build muscle in that calorie deficit. But if you are new to strength training, it is a lot easier for you, or if you're detrained. If you're detrained or new to strength training, it's very easy for you to put on muscle the first six months to a year of strength training. So soak that in and take advantage of that. I do want to add a disclaimer here. A lot of people that are working out and they're, you know, I used the example earlier of if you're somebody that's following just random workouts and maybe you're just kind of like going through the motions in the gym, you're not really putting a lot of effort into it, you're not tracking your volume to making sure that you are progressively overloading those muscles, it is very likely that you can still see a lot of muscle growth in the first few months, even the first six months to a year of training. I see a lot of people, and especially when I was doing in-person training, now all my training is online, but when I was a personal trainer in person, what I see is a lot of people really don't push themselves when they're alone. Like when you're working with a trainer, you know, the trainer is pushing you to really get close to your maximum capacity of what you can handle in that exercise, right? So adding more weight for you, adding more reps. When people are training alone, they tend to not push themselves as hard as they can. They tend to not really challenge themselves. So that's something to keep in mind too. If you feel like you've just been going through the motions in the gym and you're not really challenging yourself, you can likely see a lot of um, muscle growth when you start to really focus on optimal effort and progressive overload in your training. So who it's not for? Body recomposition, well, anybody could do it, but it's more difficult if you are, like I was saying, a seasoned lifter. If you have a lot of experience with strength training, if you've been doing it consistently for over a year now, it is going to be a little bit more difficult for you to simultaneously build that muscle and lose fat. So the more experienced you uh, become with lifting, as well as the leaner that you become, the lower that your body fat percent is, the more difficult it is to be able to do this process where you're simultaneously building the muscle and losing the fat. So in that case, that person would be a better fit for doing those cutting and bulking phases like we talked about in the last episode. The other person that might not be a good candidate for body recomposition is somebody that is heavily overweight. So if you're looking to lose 50 pounds or more. In that scenario, I would suggest first doing a moderate to aggressive calorie deficit, losing a substantial amount of that weight before moving to body recomposition where you're doing a smaller deficit. Just because in that scenario, you're really just prolonging the time it's going to take to lose all of that excess fat when you could just do a cutting phase where you're at a moderate calorie deficit for, you know, four to six months lose you know, 30 to 50 of those pounds and then focus on building the muscle. Keep in mind though, that if you are looking to lose more than 50 pounds, you still should be strength training. There's so many benefits to strength training outside of physique changes, outside of building muscle. Obviously it has tons of wellness benefits to it, but also you still will get the benefit of being able to build some muscle 
while you're at that moderate to aggressive calorie deficit if you are a newbie to lifting. So I would definitely still be strength training and doing the progressive overload if you are somebody that has a substantial amount of weight to lose. However, I would put yourself in a moderate to aggressive calorie deficit to be able to lose more fat more quickly. So like I said before, the, the pros or the benefits to body recomposition is that you get to eat more, right? You're in a lot smaller of a calorie deficit, if at all, maybe you're eating at maintenance. So you're able to lose fat by eating more, but that leads us into what's the cons of body recomposition. And really the only con that I see of body recomposition is essentially what I was just saying. It does take longer to see the um, fat loss results and also the muscle growing results. Um, if you were to just do a traditional cut or bulk. So obviously if you are doing a bulk where you're eating in a calorie surplus, you're gonna be able to build muscle faster than if you're at maintenance or a small calorie deficit. But the thing with traditional bulking and cutting, obviously in a bulk, when you're in a calorie surplus, yes, you're gaining muscle, but you're also inevitably gaining some fat too. So with a, the calorie deficit, with cutting, being at that more substantial calorie deficit, you're able to lose the fat faster than if you were doing body recomposition. But obviously the con to that is that you're eating a lot less and it's more difficult to build muscle. So it really, I think it comes down to you need to decide what's the most important thing to you. If you, again, if you are like heavily overweight, you really wanna lose the weight, focus on the calorie deficit first, put yourself in that substantial calorie deficit, get some of that weight off your frame, and then you can focus on body recomposition. For me and where I was at in the last year is I was really determined to build back the muscle that I had lost in pregnancy. That was something that was really important to me. So I decided that I was totally fine with taking things slow, with losing the weight. To be quite honest, I really didn't care about the weight. Of course, the scale kind of messed with my head. It does that to all of us. Nothing wrong with that if you struggle with it. I do too. It's okay. But I really wanted to gain that muscle back. So I knew the body composition route would be the best route for me because I was able to see both results. The last thing that I want to add for body recomposition is, I guess, a con too. It is a little bit harder to track progress because obviously you're not going to be able to rely so much on the scale. The scale does not move as fast, if at all, with body recomposition. Again, remember, you could be building muscle and losing fat at a very similar rate to where you're not seeing a change on the scale, even though your body is substantially changing. Or in my case, you're building muscle and you're losing fat at a faster rate, but because you're building so much muscle, the change on the scale is moving very, very slow. So this is something that really fucks with people's head. It fucked with my head, right? This is why it's really important to have other indicators of other ways of measuring progress when you're doing body recomposition. For me, I always just go off of pictures and how I feel, like the fit of my clothes. You know, I can tell based on how my pants are fitting, how things are fitting, that I'm getting leaner. I can tell by comparing um, a video that I took a year ago to the video that I took now or, or two months ago or three months ago. So that's how I measure my progress. You can certainly also literally measure yourself. You can use a measuring tape and take inches. I personally don't like doing that. I always forget to do it. I always like resist doing it for some reason. Not really sure why, but definitely a 
um, way that a lot of people use to track their progress. But keep in mind that the scale is not going to be very reliable and not going to tell the whole story if you are also putting on mass. I also want a side note here, the scale that you're using at home that says that it's measuring your body fat percent is not. It is not. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It is not accurate. It is not accurately um, taking into account how much lean body mass you have on your frame, how much water you have swirling around your body, how much waste, how much fat tissue have you like your your home scale does not know how to do that. So again, if you do want to find out, you can get a DEXA scan done. That's going to be one of the most accurate ways to know what your body fat percent actually is. You can also get a pretty rough estimate based off of utilizing your weight and measurements. So there are calculators online that you can input that information in to get a rough estimate. But the scale that you're using at home is even less of a rough estimate than if you were to utilize measurements. So sorry, but that scale is not going to be something that you can rely on as well. Toss the scale or stop using it. Take a break. That's what I had to do. Whatever you have to do to really hone in on what is showing you the results like what is how are you going to be able to decipher if you're making progress and again the pictures the measurements the fit of clothes are your best bet but also keeping track of your nutrition adherence and your training to be able to see okay i am adding volume with my training right so use an app or write it down on a piece of paper whatever makes sense but record your workouts and keep track and make sure that you are adding that volume over time. And then with your nutrition, record your nutrition, make sure you're getting enough protein in, make sure you're staying pretty close to maintenance, just a little bit under maintenance, but that's going to allow you to know that you're doing the right thing, right? In this past year, I don't think, like, I think that I would have gotten so discouraged had I not had the knowledge of like, hey, I know I'm doing all the right things. Even though the scale, like six months ago, even though the scale was only down five pounds, I can look in the mirror and say, okay, well, I definitely see changes in my body. I've been crushing it at the gym. Look at my volume and how I've progressed. I know that my diet is structured in a way that it needs to be for these results. I'm seeing a change in the fit of my clothes and the pictures and the way that I look. So I'm going to keep going. Whereas somebody that doesn't have that knowledge might lose confidence then and say like, okay, this, I don't know if this is working. This is fucking frustrating. It's totally understandable. So that is certainly where a coach can come into play and be incredibly helpful to give you that knowledge, give you that reminder of, hey, you are doing all the right things. It's totally normal to get frustrated in this process. <laughs> That's like the bulk of my my job as a coach with my one-on-one -on -one clients is supporting them and uplifting them when they're feeling discouraged and frustrated, right? Like giving them that reminder of, hey, you're doing all the right things. Like, let's look at your nutrition. Let's look at your training. See how you are making progress like we you know look at the scale we look at the measurements we look at all of those data points and review them and it's so eye-opening to see like okay wow i am putting in the work there are some changes that are happening the hardest part about body recomposition is staying patient right it's seeing it through that was the hardest part about this year was just continuing to show up get my protein in get my workouts in knowing that like this will pay off the results are coming so i hope this was helpful for you i hope it was insightful i hope that somebody listens to this and decides to stop aggressively dieting cutting out carbs completely and gets their ass into the gym and starts deadlifting and barbell squatting like that is the mission here i want to see you guys eating more strength getting stronger that's what it's all about here it's a very empowering process and remember there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight there's nothing wrong with wanting to be leaner and getting fit it's all about your why why do you want to do it right
As always, I'm going to remind you that my hope for you is that you go into this process knowing that you are enough right now, that you are wonderful and beautiful and perfectly made right now. And you're just doing this for the hell of it. You're just doing this because why not? It's fun. You're already hot and now you're just getting hotter. Okay. So with that, I leave you. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM, would love to talk more. And as always, you can check out my coaching fitlifeacademy.com slash the number one hyphen on hyphen one is where you can get more information about my one-on-one coaching. You can also just go to fitlifeacademy.com and go over to our one-on-one coaching. We are currently closed for group coaching. That does not open again until the uh, spring challenge, which is in March, but I do have a couple of spots available for one-on-one coaching. So hit me up if you need help. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I can't wait to see you next time.